This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junk Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peters, and with me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskull. How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going. Cool. Trying cool. to get ready for the holidays here. and uh, uh, Yeah, yes. I think we're getting there. Yeah, because <laughs> all we're, this is all chopped up as far as when we record stuff now, because we're living in confusing, weird times. So by the time you hear this, actually, the holidays will probably be over. And that's all right. You, probably... you could probably cut that out because it'll yeah. probably be long after the holidays are over. So I oh. forgot we weren't supposed to talk about anything. Uh, Nothing time related. No. This one's gonna exist in the vortex there for a while. So that what is a, a New Year's? Though, it went great. COVID was cured, one hundred percent. Biden's ratings went up to thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all-time yeah. high for him. Boy. Boy, those uh, those those pesky conservatives! Wow, they just keep saying that crazy stuff, don't they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this week, it seems like it was worse than the last. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like we, we can make up a thing right now. Well, and it's it somehow you're, you're, be you're less like, ridiculous than what like, would actually fucking happen. <laughs> we, can, we can cut that out. I'm like, why? It's fine. Everything's kind of the same. So. Yeah, that's true. It's on repeat. Like, it's all on repeat. Um, covid surge covid and then the numbers get you know better and then everyone's like hey i can do whatever i want and go back to life normal and then surge and then yeah whatever you know, new yeah. year same awful i can't believe mm-hmm. we had a second insurrection <laughs> oh god let's not go there <laughs> yeah don't no don't that is mocking because if it happens i don't want this episode getting flagged <laughs> i mean yeah they're gonna be like those guys yeah they had something I, I to do with uh, it yeah. It's I'm, a, I'm a lot QAnon. like the fucking, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I guess that is a good segue into the film we're going to talk about tonight, you know, being able to have psychic abilities to see things. Oh, so, man. Ah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, see? I'm sure so tonight's with the dead zone. <laughs> kids are like, oh, yeah, I kind of like it's... The, the poor man's dead zone anyway. Yeah, so. The ice <laughs> is going to break. Um, Just talking about the yeah. ice cream. So it... <laughs> we we actually were talking a couple weeks ago because you know we keep talking about Stephen King in random references and conversation and I, I, I might have been me I don't remember I was asking about Dean Koontz you know it was like the other spooky author that people read but he's never quite been as popular as Stephen King he's always kind of the it's you know the next it's always like the paperback section at like a drugstore or a grocery store or whatever especially growing up like you'd have this couple like current stephen king novels and they would always have some book by dean Koontz sitting next to it which i never picked up and never read i've always been like kind of like a little curious about the guy and like what he's all about because i knew he was like you know kind of in the same 
genre, right? Well, it gets there gets yeah. some comparison. So when you brought that up, we were just kind of like, yeah, I, I felt like all three of us had that kind of like, yeah, Dean Koontz. Well, he's heard like the of him. I have general like no... store brand Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You like the and Shining? The... How about the Brightening? You know, the guy's got, he's published over 105 novels and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's very successful. He's essentially R.L. Stein then at that point. But don't, yeah. don't, don't sully R.L. Stein. Yeah, I was say, I, I don't, <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm a fan. I, right. I don't mean to, to knock R.L. Stein at all, but, but we were trying to just prolific, trying to decide of a, a Dean Koontz film or a film based on a Dean Koontz work. That Which wasn't going to be hard too. to find review and actually yeah there's a lot of them but um we decided on one that's actually one of the more recent ones uh so tonight we're going to be talking about the 2013 american supernatural mystery thriller odd thomas ladies <laughs> my name is odd thomas Lord knows. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not the child of a celebrity. I've never been married to, abused by, or provided a kidney to a celebrity. But I do lead an unusual life. Knock, knock. Loot me in, odd one. This place looks like some kind of shrine. Did you check the refrigerator for any severed heads? That is Stormy Llewellyn. Stormy and I are destined to be together forever. That must be for you. I found a gateway to hell. Get out of there, Audie. Been commanding with the dead. It's not about who's dead, sir. It's about who soon might be. You have a secret. You're either clairvoyant, a psychic, or you got yourself some juice with a higher power. I'm here looking for a guy, a creepy guy. Any of those Bodach things around? Bodach. When they do show up, it's a sure sign that carnage and bloodshed are not far behind. If they find out you can see them, they will kill you. I'm just so scared for you, Adi. A lot of people died in that dream of yours, huh, Odd? Yeah, they did. Your dreams ever come true? Trust me, that is the day that Pico Mundo will never forget. So little did I know that this was actually like the first of a series of books. Like there's a whole Odd Thomas series that Dean yeah, Koontz wrote. Yeah, quite a few books. Yeah, in it now, but... And so I can see, and I think that first book came out in the early 2000s. So I can see how this was going to have a, a you know, a, a following. Um, well, but it's, like, yeah. it's kind of like he wanted to be like, you know, I'm sick of being 
dollar store Stephen King. I want to do dollar store Hellblazer. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, put it in a setting where it's still dollar store dead zone. So yeah, so. <laughs> still have the dollar store <laughs> dead zone too. Uh, yeah. And if you could throw in a shine, uh, sorry, not shining, um, uh, six cents. I see dead people situation, which is even in his fucking yep, tagline. Yeah. Like yeah, I the tagline. I'll do something I see, about it. Yeah, <laughs> if I got, I do something about it. It's, yeah. So the the basic premise here is uh, this short order cook and psychic detective Odd Thomas lives in a, a small California town and he helps the cops with solving crimes and because of his psychic abilities where he can he can talk to ghosts and see the future and gets visions and stuff like that and um, it, yeah. you know so here's the crazy thing about this movie is it's so it's based on a book by Dean Koontz a, a, a prolific author right directed by Stephen Summers no slouch there stars Anton Yelchin who you know unfortunately has passed great actor yeah really yeah. a great actor um addison timlin willem dafoe um it's it's <laughs> yeah. a, got a big cast it's like got, it's yeah yeah pat, i thought pat that Oswald was shows su- up for a minute yeah pat Oswald shows up <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised like all of the cast that was in this movie yeah like, i yeah i had my moments of just every time he was on screen playing the character he was playing, thinking, "What the hell is Willem Dafoe doing in this movie?" Like, like a favor like, is owed. How did I they feel get like this a favor is owed like, to a lot of these actors. Yeah. Like, ah, shit. I mean, Anton Yelchin, I get it. He he's a good actor, but like this, this is a starring role and something people are probably going to go see. It's based on a popular novel. Yeah, it's a no brainer for him, even if it's not a great part. You do it right, but but. The supporting role that Willem Dafoe plays as the you know sheriff or whatever in in the small town. How the hell did they land Willem Dafoe for this? Because this is not like early in his career. He is you know full on Willem Dafoe by the point when this movie's made in 2013. So yeah, <laughs> he's done Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess my my biggest issue with this is. I, I mentioned to you guys before the recording that it took me four sittings to get through this one. Um, yeah. Well, it, I mentioned that, earlier, like I watched it today and I already forgot most of the film. Yeah. It, it, the, the thing about this one is it has a hard time deciding what kind of movie it is. I yes. feel like it, it, there's, there's slapstick comedy elements. There's you know this lightheartedness to it, and then it gets dark very quickly, and then it bounces back to quirky kind of film noir gumshoe. The dialogue kind of goes all over the place in yeah. oh, you know God, the, so the style of it. It's I like it best when it's in that quirky film noir gumshoe thing. Yeah, um, I think some of that stuff works, and then yeah, but you're right, it bounces around so much. The, yeah, um, it, it it gets yeah. very very like even Willem Dafoe, he's got his very serious moments and then his you know kind of campy silly moments. Like every time they are calling him, he and his wife are like getting ready to do something. I <laughs> yeah. thought you know okay, there's this running gag, but it's like really serious shit. Well, so, yeah, it, it always ends with it with like there's a dead body. It's always dead. Someone yeah. died. You just yeah. got shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. this. It's it's a it was a hard one. I kept I guess my my not to like give a grade already or anything, but one of my biggest critiques is I kept wondering when I got the premise of what the movie's about, which it gets going right away. 
Mm-hmm. But well, it's a ninety-minute movie based on a novel that's you know many hundreds of pages long. So yeah. it's one of those things. It, it, it's it the the beginning is very very fast, and then it kind of has like a man in the middle, and then the end is just all over the place. But mm. it jumps in right away, and I'm like, okay. And I kept waiting. When am I going to start really liking this movie? And it never happened. <laughs> like, right. yeah, this this is something you know. This basic concept. You know, we've already made the comparisons to you know the Dead Zone, or you know Constantine, uh, Constantine and yeah. you know, there's there's or, you know the Sixth Sense. These kind of movies aren't that rare, but this one just I can't. I was waiting for it to get exciting. Well, it, yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say it, it tries to build a world of like and build up these rules of how he interacts with supernatural. Like he sees these demonic gremlin forearmed creature things that like just follow chaos and like okay building up this and then like most of the time is just spent like not just showing us that he and his girlfriend have a like a relationship that they really enjoy but also being told by everyone else it's like wow you guys have a really good relationship like god i hope this doesn't blow up in her face later yeah <laughs> yeah they i Oh, God, and I feel really naive for not realizing they were building to something with all of that. But we'll get to that I think later, we were all but... surprised by it, <laughs> actually. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah it, that's like the one thing this movie like blew me away with. It's like, wow, they landed that. After all the silliness that went on in this movie, they like landed this. And so, anyway. I mean, you know what happened um, was uh, Willem Dafoe leaned to hit the director and writer, di- re- director and writer, and went, you need to yeah, go for Stephen the Summers. heart, Osborne. Straight for the heart. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, he fucking did. Yeah, so S- Stephen Summers movie. Uh, we recently reviewed another of Stephen Summers' films, um, Van Helsing, which of course is a favorite of ours. Which uh, I think is funny that Han- Van Helsing is a more engaging movie than this was, in a weird way. In in ways I agree. Uh, in in other ways I don't. Like this had more. This had some like other things that Van Helsing lacked. Like you know interesting characters and uh, and I'm only going to push that so far. Like this, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this at least had some potential. Let's say potentially interesting characters. I'm not sure they pulled off all of it, but I don't think it had anything to do um, with the writing, but mainly the cast. No, the writing was yeah. rough, but it it felt like you know what it felt like. It felt like the Dune movie. The 84 uh, Dune movie ooh. at times, like, it literally reeked of, this book is too long to cram it in 90 minutes, so all of our dialogue has to be exposition. Like, yeah. Oh, and the dialogue so, is so cheesy. Yeah. Like, high school Degrassi level yeah, cheesy. Anton Yelchin does what he can with it, and at times, Odd is a likable character. He pulls it off sometimes. Yeah. Like, he's... Uh, a likable character, but then he's surrounded by people that are just like straight off of like you just mentioned, like a CW uh, soapy show or something. I'm not sure they did a great job casting the supporting cast. They have these yeah. stars, and they're all they all are doing their thing. Um, you know, Anton Yelchin's great. Uh, Willem Dafoe. I don't know if I would call him great, but he's uh, he's Willem Dafoe. He's, so Willem he's not Dafoe. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I don't know. I still don't know what he's doing here. He like, he kind of reminded me of the same role that he had in um boondock saints but a little more kid friendly yes yeah and a little more a little more, a little more surrogate dad yeah like, yeah man. um but he just he's that same 
It's like he took that level of goofy and he toned it down for like primetime TV, you know, or yeah. like Saturday afternoon movie kind of a thing. Um, but because it's he's definitely camping it up. I don't know. It's like this. I I wonder if the voiceover exposition stuff <laughs> isn't in this case kind of. Uh, it it makes it seem sillier than the movie really wants to be. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was literally an exposition situation, like we were talking about with Dune or with, you know, the original kind of Blade Runner. Um, or oh, if they like were trying to get that noir, noir vibe. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it didn't really help. Because I don't think there was anything that Odd was telling us in the voiceover that we weren't getting from what was going on on screen. Yeah. True. So. Yeah, I guess it. There, there was a couple of stuff like so they they have this big fight scene in the very beginning to kind of set the stage and you get you get an idea of who Odd is. He gets approached by this girl, and she never says anything to him. But you know, it's you know she's a ghost and she's leading him to his, the killer. And apparently, he knows everybody in this town that's full of killers. Um, <laughs> yeah. And. You know, he chases this, like, within the first five minutes, there's this big chase and martial arts and beating the shit out of each other and throwing each other through TVs and stuff. And there's, like, a quick little line of throwaway dialogue about, yeah, I get into fights a lot, but I like my face, so I've learned to be a good fighter. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, that's <laughs> fucking lazy. That's kind of like, I know Kung Fu, right? Like, I downloaded the... <laughs> yeah. I, I still mean, know Kung and, Fu. And, and again, I mean, <laughs> Anton Yel- Yelchin is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's a great he was a great actor. I think he was he was always fun on screen. I don't know if I would you know look at him in this and be like, oh yeah, that guy could clearly kick everyone's ass. Yeah. I think <laughs> so I think watching him glorify his, his character, watching him glorify his uh, short order cook job was I think more entertaining than him talking about his psychic detective agency thing. <laughs> that level yeah that level of passion (laughs) and then explaining it to the little girls like that something about that was like this is kind of fun and then we don't get that cheery odd uh, very frequently in this movie it usually went to stormy oh yes there are moments like that that i really like like little things happening that i really liked about this and that was one of them like the kind of quirky side things like his dedication to his craft as a short order cook yeah <laughs> uh, yeah those are the things that made this character interesting not his uh you know fighting abilities or which i i really could have done without like he's a little bit of a quirky you know as you would be i suppose if you've been seeing dead people your whole life um and and otherworldly creatures interdimensional creatures and 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 such but yeah he's a little quirky kind of an oddball as is you know and odd is not a nickname by the way it's actually his name um, yeah which i i thought you know this was going to be a movie about somebody named thomas who was odd but no that's his actual like given name um he's very and, aloof yeah 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 and that, that doesn't really like gel with like good fighter really <laughs> like or not, or or competent like, investigator yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. yeah he doesn't really he doesn't sell detective very well like as a character um and even even some of the the exposition stuff in the beginning that they could have probably done without because it it it's set up where you think it's going to be more than it is like the whole brief thing about his parents and 
that never gets brought up again. Yep. You know, like yeah. they, they do this whole thing like his mom. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it just felt like, why is this? I there? feel like the script is attempting to plant seeds. Like Stephen Summers being presumptuous. Like this is a series, a long series of popular books. So I'm going to make this movie and we're, we're going to make sequels. I mean, I'm sure that's on his mind. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, I think they planted things in there here and there that were going to come up later if they got the chance to make another one. I, uh, unfortunately, even without Stephen Summers, that'll never happen with you know uh-huh. Anton Yelchin's unfortunate passing. So I mean, we we can see him again; you just won't hear him. <laughs> ah, that's right. Sorry. Uh, can we talk about like the mom for a brief bit? They they show her in the scene for a brief second, but she's mm-hmm. like, she kind of looks like Orange County, like housewife TV drama kind of. Like, she's a gorgeous woman in a short skirt and high heels, and they're dragging her ass out in the fucking straitjacket. Yep. Like, and it what looks like a really nice, like, house. And then, and then later on you find, like, okay, maybe the dad just had a lot of money. And you're like, oh, no, dad sells fake moon rocks for a living. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on with this family background that I don't know? <laughs> like... <laughs> Some of the characters in general, like, yeah, the mother being who she was or how she was depicted in the short amount of screen time was really weird. Right. Especially since she was the one that was the, you know, genetic forebearer of the, of the this ability to yeah. see, yeah. Um, the psychic powers and the ability to see dead people and all that. Um, she just whips yeah, out a just knife on dad. <laughs> didn't really fit necessarily. Like, no. and I feel like that was kind of the case with a lot of the side characters too. Like it seemed like this weird kind of like the OC kind of drama. Like these people are totally miscast against what's yeah. going on here. Like for like small town and I know it's California, but we're, we're talking small town, California. We're not talking, this is Hollywood or something like, you know, we're not in orange County here. I don't, I don't know. It just, didn't really make sense there were some really uh i will i will replace the c word with bold casting decisions here um (laughs) which i like were they just having trouble finding people like send us the best you've got over at like tv headquarters who's on all the cable shows right now or whatever i don't (laughs) let's look at uh, our iou pile we got to pull out yeah it kind of like we got to get some people that are cheap because we blew our budget on willem dafoe so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This one, well, even the effects in it too. Mm, um, yeah, everything's like green unfinished. Yeah, everything yeah. feels unfinished. Bad. And you know, even the the Stephen uh, Summers has no standards. <laughs> I, I guess, <laughs> but you know, the the Bodaks, those weird invisibleish yeah. creatures that only Odd can see, they look okay. Like they they feel like they could work because they're already supposed to be semi-transparent and stuff yeah it's like it's half an effect (laughs) yeah so it kind of works like those didn't bother me as much as a lot of the other just blatant you know the the even the fight scenes are you know you're damn you're not seeing wires but you're damn near seeing wires um you're seeing the 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 green screen equivalent of you know that kind of stuff lots of slow-mo too in fact, when yeah. this thing first started with all the blue tint voiceover and slow mo, I thought we might be watching a Zack Snyder movie. Oh, but... oh, oh. <laughs> oh, like a flash scene when you're having that chase scene. Yeah, 
yeah. I didn't, uh, the slow-mo and early action scenes, I was like, okay, well, there, there's a little Zack Snyder flavor here. But, <laughs> yeah, this one... But it, it's much worse than that, I mean. That's and, and then we've got this, the story, which, gosh, where do you even want to begin with that? The plot um, of this is, I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's a story more than it is like a situational film, you know? Like, right. you have a legit story here, and it's like a mystery, but it it just, it... The mystery, it the takes mystery too, payoff is really bad. It takes like too long a, to get nowhere. Yeah. I love the beginning of it, to tell you the truth. Fungus Bob is a great character. Yeah. Um, for him to be, like, the thing that sets off the curiosity, I like all of that. That The fact that the Bodex were, you know, drawn to this weird guy, and that that's kind of what set off odds, you know, radar. And for them to start investigating him as, you know, amateur gumshoes or whatever... That was all fun. Like all of that stuff worked because he's just this guy, he's this really quirky character. They're kind of quirky characters, like Odd and Stormy, and that relationship was working fine for me, uh, for the most part. And that part of the movie, as we got into the beginning of that, I'm like, okay, well, once we've calmed down from these like bad this bad fight scene and these kind of awful CGI creatures, um, I could dig like this part of the movie. But then it kind of comes off the hinges as we get into what's really going on. Um, after they dispose of, you know, Fungus Bob, and, uh, and who, who is called that if anyone hasn't watched the movie because of his uh, weird dye job on his head that kind of looks like a clump of fungus sitting on top of his head. Yeah, and he kind of wanders around is... drunkenly and uh, uh, maybe not literally drunkenly, but kind of uh, in a pink leisure suit. And uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. Well, his, his real name is Robert Robertson. Mm hmm. Which they called him Bob before realizing that, and they I think they make a slight comment about that. It's like, oh, yeah, it fits. It's like, yeah, yeah it, look look at that writing. It's falling <laughs> falling right into place, right? It sits kind of like neatly they like out that of order weird and like, no, don't change the line. Just put pop. another one in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, right away, like you can tell who the main bad guys are gonna be. Or at least you can tell one of them was going to, like, someone was going to be a main bad guy. It's like, it's either this yeah. cop or that cop. Turns out, it's both cops. I'm like, yep, still not surprised. Like, yeah. just looking at one of them's like, he screams evil. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, even yeah, if it's like, these guys involved. are, like, douchey cops to the extreme. Like, they're, yeah, something's going on there. But right. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it was going to be both of them. I thought the really douchey cop was actually going to end up being innocent. But I was wrong. So. Yep. Oh, he, they just went straight for like it was both oh and also you know that weird yeah. dude that shot the dogs who felt really bad he's in on it too they're just more fucking yeah. people and the reason why why are they all doing this stuff because they are a secret satanic cult that doesn't get explained any more than just oh yeah they they totally worship the devil man they all those really... cops and uh, the dog shooting guy they like to kill right people there. so two of them decide to join the law enforcement to make it you know easier to kill people uh, and like... when that like was the reveal like they're satan worshipers and they're gonna blow up the shopping mall and it's like oh my god is that really what the payoff of this whole like mystery was like I've sat through this movie and it's not even that long, but to get to this point and that's what you're going to give me. And I felt a little betrayed by it. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was, I was a little more on board than it sounds like you guys were until that point. That point got me like to where I was like, Nope, <laughs> like this is not worth it. <laughs> like, 
I I was losing interest before that, but that kind of sealed the deal. Um, yeah. I I For... just I was losing interest with like the during the. I agree. Like the initial, like oh, why are all these creatures? Why are these bodaks going after this weird-looking guy? This weird acting guy. And start digging it. That was cool. And then, but like you said, as they start unveiling clues, I just got less and less interested because yeah, it, it was the movie was still kind of all over the place. Yeah, with you know suspension of disbelief I, wore out after a while with the way that just some of the characters were acting and I don't know. And then by the time you get to the the ending, which it's hard to even say the ending because this movie ends like four times. Um, and then, yes. oh, there's more, oh, there's more. And then, yeah. yeah, by the time you get back to, okay, so they've figured out that they're satanic cult members, which, just throw that out there, I guess, you know. Yeah, well, I literally um, wrote down in my notebook, they're, they're devil worshippers, that's the payoff of this whole thing? Fuck, that's lame. Like, I took the time to write that down, so that's well, how mad it was. They so. don't even show the devil worship. They just show no. them playing, like, what looks like a game of poker or some shit. Or maybe it's the plan. <laughs> don't know. They're just, like, they kind of look like that one uh, Spider-Man meme that went around where you have, like, the four villains from, like, the classic 60s and, like, me and the boys. Yeah. And it's just about slowly well, revealing the boys. And it's just, like, the most... forgive it, me for... Go ahead. Forgive me for having standards for devil worshippers, but this, like, <laughs> like they, uh, we are living in a universe that has been built here where, like, metaphysical creatures are crawling around on screen and, right. you know, this, this we have a character who sees dead people and has all these psychic abilities. The fact that we have a group of devil worshippers that don't actually use that and or accomplish anything with it, like, it's not connected to the actual plot in any way is ridiculous like, right at least they should be like pulling some kind of like maybe that you know they're using the boat axe to do something or they're they're pulling something from another world or another realm um to cause some of the day but no they're just straight up trying to kill people and cause havoc that's their thing like it's like well that's well yeah even, well, lame, because that's what... <laughs> even, yeah. Like, he opens up their fridge and finds their trophies. Even for, ser like, a group of ki serial killers, their trophies are inconsistent. Like, one person collects teeth, one person collects, like, uh, fingers. Uh, and then, of course, there's a realistic depiction of somebody reused, like, you know, an ice cream five-gallon tub just to hold, like, a super decayed fucking skull. I'm like yeah, that 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 actually tracks. Like you, when you have those giant yeah. buckets, you feel bad throwing them away. You got to use them for fucking something, it's right? A it's a good bucket. It's a good. It's a great bucket. But there's bucket. no need to freeze a skull that has nothing on it anymore. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's like this doesn't need to be in the freezer. This is just taking up freezer space. Where are the cockroaches gonna live? Yeah. Um, but like Joe, uh, like Eric pointed out, like, um, like Fungus Bob was a very interesting thing. Fucking just kill him right away. Then they made him a poltergeist. Yep. That sounds interesting. He 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 throws shit at fucking Odd Thomas. This seems like this should like track. Nope, never shows up again after that. I'm like, he didn't die yeah. in the explosion. <laughs> so Yeah. What the well, fuck? and then they turn this thing into an ultra high tense dramatic like mall shooter situation yeah. with bombs and guns yeah. and 
it stops being supernatural and starts trying to like tap into something and and then you know I've, I've not read the novel i don't know where exactly it goes or what the the mood of the novel is whether it's quite as melodramatic as this movie is um but it seems a little like towards this part of the movie that we'll call it the first end of the movie um all of a sudden starts to try to carry a weight that it hasn't necessarily earned yeah. yet <laughs> yep and that's where i started to have a major problem with where it was going like first of all they use satan worshipers and didn't use like demons or something when they have the whole setup where they could so that's a that's the first sin that it commits Secondly, they enter territory where they're making a situation that's very, unfortunately, real world, where you're expecting there to be some sort of... Just be by, by depicting this, I feel like the filmmakers have to have something to say about it, and they don't. And that kind of cheapens what they're doing into just, like, shock value. I don't even know, because it's not even shocking. It's just kind of like, okay, why do we have to go to this place in this and in the dean Koontz novel in 2007 you know maybe a shopping mall would have made sense for this whole thing i think in 2013 things have changed in our society where it doesn't even really make sense that we're seeing this as a as something going on um, yeah as a as know. a macguffin or whatever you want to call yeah. it you know, as a, a yeah. plot device um yeah and especially for it to just be you know these these mass shooters well who are they well they're they're satanists Mm -hmm. devil worshippers i'm like wow that's that's very 1997 or 1995 um thinking when 1993 yeah that that kind of thing yeah so i don't know um it it bothered me yeah as we were talking about a bit before yeah triggered a but yeah, and I wish I would have known that no, there was any, no, no, like, it's... I, in any description I've ever read, like, we're, we're not many. It was like the back of the box and a quick description of what this was about. No. Didn't even get a hint. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yep. No, not at all. No, no concern on that. It was just the, um, you know, I mean, hell, I can watch any movie from the 80s where this was done constantly and it, it's fine. It's just, but you're right. The There is a difference between, you know, when you see things you know, in a, a diehard movie or something like that where it's, you know, a hostage situation or, you know, crazed gunman type thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, hell, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, one of his first roles ever was something like that. Um, but there's a difference between it being there and then the way, because of the way that the world is now and these types of things do actually happen, not by Satanists uh, in that right. sense of the word. But it, yeah, well, cops, the, the, you, you, yeah. Where the <laughs> where do you do with that? I mean, it's yeah. just like that's a lot. To, what do you do with it? Well, and to to have all of those elements, those ingredients there, and literally have nothing to actually say about it because these are real world other, issues. Yeah, it's, uh, what, is so like, and I probably shouldn't get offended by it, but it's so fucking offensive to me to like go there and then just be like blase about it and just like nah i'm just so, i'm just doing yeah. that corrupt. so that like to get your attention and that's it yeah like, i got anything to say corrupt cops yeah but we're not going to say anything about it the satanic panic uh we're not going to say anything about it mass shootings yeah. not going to say anything about it but we're going to use them all yeah. it's just kind of cheap devices and I'll... again having not read the book maybe the book does the same thing in which 
I would like to think he at least put some type of meaning behind it, but no, mm-hmm. apparently I don't know it. Um, yeah, that that was that that was a a bit of a of a jolt, but it, it that was my my main complaint about it is okay, so you're gonna do this, that's fine, but nothing is done with it. And then you get to the big twist thing at the end. Which... Well, I wanted to say yeah, like about yeah. the shooting thing. Uh, I know this is a weird like little gripe because it's like, yeah, given the context of it, it is odd though that you have like someone armed with an autom- automatic weapon with the whole fucking purpose is just mass slaughter, and like for a good solid five ten minutes, he's just shooting randomly in the sky. He's emptying clips. They're showing him emptying clips, but nobody, nobody's actually right. hit. I'm like, this is not to criticize your major dark plan, but you are the worst mass shooter. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. And this is is this good? That, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Explosives and everything. It's got to be because somebody like, which just just adds to the fact that they you know were noncommittal about what this was saying. You know, right is that you know they probably were like well we don't really want to show a lot of people like getting shot in the mall but we want the threat to be there so that odd can you know well, stop it and so that we can set up this ending and so like because um, yeah we're leading up to like we do know that people did die and get shot mm-hmm. but yeah it was really yeah. weird <laughs> i don't know there's also something like and i know there wasn't something like a really supernatural element to all of it but I feel like using mass shootings in in public spaces like that, and then adding like a supernatural like super element to it, is just kind of irresponsible. I don't know at this point in history, like years ago, maybe this you know might not have felt that way, but I don't know. It seems to distract from like any potential like any potential good you can do by depicting these events, any discussion you could start by depicting these events is kind of made moot by making it silly with all this stuff that they do it and, and yeah and then they just have nothing i mean like, i'm repeating myself but they just have nothing to fucking say about it well like, like, I mean, yep, what's... they're doing this because they're evil and satan and da 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 like what's the old adage that comedy is tragedy plus time and it's like okay so you're going to be yeah. using mass shootings as a entertainment value here so you're trying to go for the comedy more or less aspect in it uh so you have tragedy unfortunately you don't have the time so yeah. you know, it's still it'd be one thing if like yes, this is a thing that happened decades ago um, that we're going to now use as a, a thing, kind of like plane hijackings. You know, like those no, those yeah. were being used in in movies as plot devices quite a lot because they were things that had happened, but then you had stronger you know TSA regulations, and then of course it, right. they still kind of happened, but there was active. Um, you know, legislation and stuff to try to change those things. Yeah, yeah obviously, 90s action films are full of plane hijack movies. Like, right. they're all over the place. Right, and, you know, it's not like they've done anything like that for mass shootings, obviously. So, um, you know, yeah, yeah for and, and this even for 2013 when this came out, so it was made in 2012. That's like, yeah, it's not getting any better. You think about some of the, right. the, the incidents and the, the tragedies that happened in 2012. It's like, yeah, that's... That's a yeah, like, yeah, exactly. bold creative decision um, that that definitely doesn't work. And I really liked the way that you worded that because that's kind of how I was leaning towards towards it too. Is 
this has a, a, a very intense, you know, final act that it hasn't really deserved. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the movie is kind of like whimsical, melodramatic, silly. And yeah, then it amps it up to this. And it's like, you haven't earned this. You can't go there. Like you haven't, well, <laughs> you know, you haven't put, put it, put enough into this to go to this place. No. Like, and then it takes us to the final. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. 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 I, uh, that bothered me. That was the real thing. I was even more than, even more than using a mass shooting for entertainment. That was the, the thing that really made me be like, God damn it. Yeah. Because they, they land yeah. this really emotional ending that, again, uh, it did not. And it deserve. made me so mad that they landed it, but they did, and it worked. And it, like, it was a, it was the gut punch it should have been. Like, it was one of the only things in this movie that, like, wow, they pulled that off. I can't believe they pulled that off. They don't, again, they didn't deserve to get this. Like, I think, they didn't I think, earn this. I think we're all but, in agreement on yeah. the same yeah. feelings. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like. And I've noticed it's like for me, it's like I'm getting older, and as you guys know, it's the idea of losing your partner that mm-hmm. you really enjoy because mm-hmm. it's a it's a reality. When you're younger, it doesn't really click. I don't think as frequently, but when you start after thirty and such, it's just like now you are thinking. Well, you, most people are thinking about like who you're going to be with for a long time, and the idea like yeah. what if they're not going to be there. A lot sooner than yeah, you would. Yeah. Well, I think it's expect. the denial aspect too. You know? Yeah, that's right. that's the denial thing is a gut punch when, you know, you've got this kind of form of dramatic irony where you've got characters that enter the scene that know more, and now you know something and you're you kind of know it before the main character, even if it's just for a split second. Well, and I think the saddest thing about it is you realize that Odd knew too. Yeah. Yeah. But because yeah, it's the denial that like. Yeah, I don't know. It was incredibly effective, and we were talking about earlier how annoying it is, the whole movie, that they're telling you, you know, oh, Odd and Stormy, you know, not only are they talking about how they're meant to be, and he he narrates about it, and he tells their story about the, you know, little psychic booth, like, from the movie Big. They get a little card that says they're destined to be together and all this stuff. Forever. And, um, yeah people just talk about how great they are, and, you know, Stormy this and Stormy that, and it's, it's kind of his focus as her... And then for me not to see this coming, I felt like, like man, they really pulled that off because they, they annoyed me with this. I was like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it, the whole movie. And then it's like, oh, gosh, you were building up to this. And, yeah, you made sure we got it because now you're going to tear, tear tear everybody's guts out with exactly. this moment like at the end. So And that's the yeah. only reason and it kind of lands, I think, because it's the only thing yeah. given like any context or any content or anything. Uh, and and Ryan, that. I think you nailed it. I think we're all getting to the age, you know, yourself included in this one, um, where I think we start to be a little more sentimental about things like that. Like when you're 20 years old, like you're, you know, in your early 20s, I'm not sure this ending hits as hard as it does when, you know, you have been in that situation where you're, yeah. you're kind of pictured your life in the future and it's always including this person. Then you think, oh, wait, what if they weren't there? You know, Especially, like, if, that, especially if you're somebody like, who like carries like a trauma uh of like somebody who died much sooner than they should have and like that lingers and then you have to apply that to like your partner and you know the reality mm-hmm. also also much yeah. more and like seeing it with with odd here um like spending time talking about a happy ending like the time he spends with stormy after this whole thing and then 
like have everyone show up and say like you know we have to return her like her her body is being released or whatever and then look and see and it's just like fuck you movie yeah <laughs> like again i had that reaction like oh my god and like I, an emotional oh. reaction to it and it's like you didn't this movie didn't earn this kind of like how it's making me feel right now and now i'm mad at it because of it like like they're an annoying corny couple but honestly it's realistic. None of us in our relationships are actually like suave and cool. We're all corny <laughs> couples. No. Like, at, like yeah. a good partnership is like we you have these weird moments and like this is kind of realistic. And it's like motherfucker, fuck you, mm-hmm. fuck all yeah. of you. <laughs> Straight well, for the heart, Osborne. All... And I and I, I guess I don't mean this as an insult to any of the three of us necessarily, but I think we all see ourselves in that odd Thomas position in that yes. relationship. Like we, we kind of like scored this person that we don't deserve kind of like situation. I mean, I'm maybe getting a little too sentimental here for the podcast, but that's, you know, Bring out the human I, I certainly feel that or have, could feel that way. And that fear is there, you know, even if you don't know it, that fear is there. The second you, you kind of give over to like loving somebody that fear is there. So I'm definitely getting too sentimental for the podcast. So I'm going to stop. But anyway, <laughs> well, so, it's, like, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's the idea of like, you found a good partner. Now you know what that feels like to have like a good supportive right. crew. <laughs> like if you have kids mm-hmm. and such, or if you just have a supportive oh, yeah. partner uh, and the idea of like, that's, uh, that's gone. And like, yo, well, you could find again. Like, nope, this is different from a breakup. <laughs> this is yeah. well, this is the harsher. De- the whole denial aspect of it was just—it was a bit of a cheap shot, but it worked. It, it yeah, worked very well. So, it, hats off on to them on that one. Like, right? Because when they showed that scene where he's like approaching the shot out fucking like ice cream thing, and I'm like, ah, the way they're setting this up, she's gonna survive. They're they're just fucking with you. Like, I don't believe this one minute. And she stands up like, yep, fucking called it. Like I called mm, everything well, in this movie, they do a and then good that job one moment, distracting. yeah, know, they do a really good job of distracting where he turns around and he sees the other ghost, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're fun. we're done with that part of the story now. Nope, nope, that was that in and of itself was just a, which you know what, it could have been, it totally could have been. I think that's what also bothered me about the ending is they could have changed the last five minutes of the movie. And it would have been totally different. It's not nothing really hinged on that. Well, and here's the thing: you know, like yeah. looking back so, at that scene, I feel it's a little cheap. <laughs> well, looking back at that it, it scene, is a little bit yeah. when he looks back at Stormy, he doesn't look relieved. Yeah, I actually like, watched that part twice because I had to restart it and fast forward a bit. You read relief out of it. Yeah. I didn't. And that's what I got from it too. Like, oh, like I, it was, but it I interpreted as he's still. Str- I I read it as he's still stressed about the shooter, like another it, shooter it, going it, around. It could have. Well, that's Anton Yelchin, right? Like yeah. that was that was good on his part. So, I'll 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 give credit where it's due on that one. But so, do we have any uh, final thoughts and a grade for Odd Thomas? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you. I don't know what else to say that's already been said enough. <laughs> this this movie, um, right, it, it doesn't know what it's doing. It is uh, just an hour and a half of, you know, some somewhat interesting concepts. But that being said, like that, that I mean, the bar is fairly low because it's like, 
there's so many different directions of things that you already know of anyways. There's a lot of, like, other movie cliches or story cliches mixed into this. And it's trying to make its own cocktail. And it does kind of expand on some interesting universe things, like the weird uh, gremlin things that he sees. I keep forgetting what they're called. Bodax. Bodax. Yes, Bodax. <laughs> uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see that. And there's a lot of, like, things dropped throughout the movie that hint that's going to come back to. Like, oh my god, they actually know that I can see them. Or he dropped his cell phone during that poltergeist thing. But when they have cool elements, like... They're only in that particular moment, and they're not really, minus the Bodax, they're not really brought up more more often. So you don't really get to engage in this odd world, which is what's supposed to be the main appeal of this whole thing, is this, this isn't a, a mystery, this is a, um, this is a, a supernatural mystery. But it's like, is it? Because <laughs> it's like... Like, uh, pointed out, like, they don't really touch on the satanic elements. They just say that they're Satanists of some kind, mm-hmm. Prince of Darkness. And I'm like, I guess maybe that's a bigger thing for a bigger movie franchise. But honestly, they don't even do what movies do to plant those seeds to grow a story. There's no real further, like, push. Like, I didn't know there was multiple books after this. And I didn't, I wouldn't, I didn't get that from the fucking movie either, that their intention was going to make more movies clearly not but it's just one of those like this movie's just disappointing um it's not really worth much time of anything sadly and it's like even though this is the performances from the cast like g- given what they're given is the best that they can really do it's that they're good i'll give it to them uh, especially the lead of odd himself uh and anton you know like it's nice to see him in a thing um it's still weird to see willem dafoe in this but not too weird <laughs> weirdly enough um but it's just god it but it does do these things that it does not deserve um and it's like they hit but they hit because there was like i think there was a shady hand dealt thing here like there's there's manipulation this this movie does not deserve past any it doesn't deserve anything in the secrets i have to kind of give it a d plus like yeah, no, oh, that feels about right. It's just, it's not a good movie. It's not the worst thing, but it's just it's not interesting, honestly. Wow. Okay, so. what what do you think, Eric? Um, I'm gonna echo a lot of that. Um, it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> I think throughout, what kept me going with it is like there's something in in like the characters and the in the scenario, especially kind of the noir thing and the quirky characters, little small town atmosphere that I found really charming about the the first like three quarters of the movie um it didn't all work but it was at least you know got me through it i, I felt like I, I i understood what they were going for with some of it it lost me in the in the in the last part for a variety of reasons which we have already discussed but um i actually really liked the character of odd thomas and some of the other characters as well especially the like core cast but Everything that they're doing with the characters kind of sucks and is stupid. So it's, it's <laughs> it doesn't really add up to much. And they have these cool, this cool like like quirky noir thing going on with these cool characters, but it doesn't like the detective story doesn't ever add up to anything. And when it does, it's 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 super disappointing. Um. So yeah, I I do have this like, you know. Sorry, my phone just went off. So there's an edit point there because I was in the middle of saying something. Um, 
I do have this feeling like this would uh, have made a much better, and maybe not a, maybe not, maybe not great, but a much better series than it would a ninety minute. Yeah. Movie. Like if you were you know spend some time in this town with these characters, get to know things, have different mysteries, a variety of them, you know, throw the whole like you know gamut of different things that odd and and build a relationship with the with the sheriff and with stormy and over over time and did, did a series arc on this 10 episodes or something you could make this into something i think that is highly watchable yeah like, maybe not great yeah. but like entertaining and watchable but in a 90 minute movie it just doesn't pull it off so oh, although yeah, i did I I'll, I'll admit i i find this generally entertaining um it's got too many like gaping flaws that I can't get over. So I think the best I could do on this one is maybe a D plus and I'll give it the plus because I really, there are some serious things I like about this situation and this, the, the characters and some of the things going on, but man, do they guide this into some like shaky territory towards the end? And it just doesn't really, um, I guess the main thing is like pushing it into places that, are emotional, are shocking, are um, that I just don't think they've earned with what they've done in the the prior parts of the film. Even though the prior parts of the film are much more fun, it just doesn't quite all go together as a as an entire story. Yeah, so, yeah I'm gonna go D plus on this one. And I think I'm right there with you guys on this this too. The I don't even feel like the good parts of this one were legitimately good parts. This feels like they took as many subgenres as they could and just randomly threw them against the wall to see what would stick for at least a few minutes. So like the, the quirky film noir stuff, it works a bit, but it feels so weird and out of context that it doesn't work, I don't feel. Um, the kind of more of the slapstick silly stuff, like with him at his job, you know, flipping pancakes and going over diner lingo. Yeah, that's cute. But because it doesn't fit in the context of the movie, it, it feels really out of place, and now it feels uncomfortable. The use of the, the mass shooting thing, and the, oh, and they're devil worshippers, and they're also crooked cops. You see, it's just like all of these random cliches thrown together, but there is no, there's nothing behind them. And then the whole, oh, the, the girlfriend was dead actually part of this time ending. Look, if you wanted to tug on heartstrings, you can always go that route. You could also just have his apartment filled with Tiny Tim and a three-legged dog. And you're going to be you know <laughs> tugging at heartstrings the same fucking way. So honestly, it, it, the movie feels like less of a story and a bunch of cliches out of context, chopped up, thrown in the garbage can, and then taped together into a film. So yeah, I'm gonna give this one just a mid-grade D. Um, yeah. yeah, not not really a fan of how it also end up. But we would love, of course, to hear if any of our listeners uh, disagree with us, and if you do have any of those comments you'd like to leave us, any questions, comments, criticism, or witticisms, you can please leave those at the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, or find us on Facebook at the Main Video Junkyard Podcast page or the Video Junkyard Podcast group. If you write it, we'll read it, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you like what you hear, the Video Junkyard Podcast does have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash videojunkyardpodcast. Got any money? Uh, we have a variety of perks there. If you uh, do decide to donate, all of the proceeds uh, collected through Patreon do go straight back into producing new shows for you to listen to. Um, 
if you uh, whether you choose to donate or not, we appreciate you being here with us. Uh, other great ways to support the podcast is uh, go and leave uh, positive reviews on on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, that helps us out quite a bit in uh, getting a little more visibility the way that they their algorithms and such work. So, uh, Patreon, uh, Apple Podcasts, good reviews. Uh, either way, uh, we appreciate you being here. Coming up on the podcast, we're going to look at the 2005 um, adaptation of Constantine, starring Keanu Reeves, which has, uh, over the years, gotten quite a lot of flack, and uh, from my memory, maybe not all deserved, Um, (laughs) but I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'm looking forward to getting a chance to revisit this one. And also, I feel like it is a nice pair uh, to Mm. Odd Thomas, and so... you got to have that supernatural, uh, invisible world, you know? That's right, so... Yeah, so we're going to take a look at that next week, and I'm sure uh, in the coming weeks we'll have many uh, thrilling, wonderful, dramatic films uh, to discuss with you. So, But hopefully hopefully not chopped up and all slammed into one film at one time like this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, We not. do want to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard podcast, and if you've enjoyed it, which I assume you have, please feel free to share it with your friends, families, coworkers, and anybody that you're stalking. So until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Siaskal Askin. So this is a Kuntz novel, huh? I don't like it. Good night. <laughs> you have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>